ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Oh boy, here he is, Sam Roberts, and it's Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Yes, that's what this is. Hello, thank you for joining me. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. It's great to be alive. What a week for wrestling. A lot coming up. A lot coming up. A lot to talk about. We're going to talk about all of it, whether it's uh, NXT, whether it's uh, Hell in a Cell coming up, Raw from last night, Bound for Glory, TNA's big shows over the weekend. So much to get into this week on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I wanted to start... By first of all, saying big thanks to everybody who was listening to Becky Lynch last week. Becky Lynch's story is just incredible. Uh, it was great to have her on the show sharing a bunch of that. And uh, I'm glad that so many responded to it so positively. Uh, I don't think she gets enough time. We'll talk about the divas in the state of wrestling. Um, I think there's a lot of untapped potential in Becky Lynch. It's one of those things where so much is focused on the Charlottes and the Sasha Bankses, even the Baileys at this point, that Becky Lynch, she kind of gets called up to the main roster as the third kind of most exciting call-up all at once. And then she's, so she's not left on NXT. Maybe it would have been the smarter thing to leave Becky Lynch on NXT for a little while and have her shine there and maybe her and Bailey could shine on NXT while Sasha Banks and Charlotte shine on the main roster. I don't know. There's so many different possibilities. We'll talk about it in the state of wrestling. Uh, but this week we got some interviews. We got two brief interviews. Uh, I was at Ringside Fest. So every year, you know, Ringside Collectibles is my favorite uh, wrestling toy website. I'm one of these geeks that still collects wrestling toys. And uh, Ringside Collectibles, I've done some videos for them, uh, full disclosure, but they're a, they're a really great site. They get all the Mattel figures, all the WWE figures, and every year they put on a convention called Ringside Fest, and they get this amazing talent, the WWE cooperates, and they basically put on a show, it's an autograph signing, where fans can come, they can meet a bunch of WWE superstars, they can see all the stuff that Mattel is working on, like for the first time, Mattel shows all the toys for the first time. They can buy some of the uh, stock from Ringside Collectibles. But this year, they had a stacked, stacked lineup. This year, it was at Caroline's. It's the same place where I did my live broadcast in August. They had Kevin Owens, Paige, Lana, Dolph Ziggler, and Seth Rollins, all of their signing autographs for people. If you didn't go this year, you're going to want to go next year because they always have great lineups. But I go down. I used to go as a fan. It started like 10, 12 years ago, something like that. And I used to just go as a fan. And I think the first year they had, it used to be like a Legends convention before everybody started doing Legends conventions. And the first year they had like Sting, Ultimate Warrior, Ted DiBiase, and a couple other people. I went down that first year. I went down like the first three or four years just as a fan, buying a ticket, waiting online, getting an autograph. Now, because I got this silly podcast and a dopey radio show on Sirius XM, I got to be professional. Ha 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 ha. I'm not just some fan. I have a media outlet that I'm reporting for. Uh, so I go down and I try to get interviews. And this year I was able to get interviews with both Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, both of them amazing. I only had a few minutes with them, so I had to make the most of my time. 
I talked. I'll play Seth Rollins for you first here. I talked to Seth about some of the stuff we've been talking about on the podcast. Not only about only about wrestling, about wrestling, about wrestling, wrestling sting, but the old guys versus the new guys. Listen to this because halfway through the interview, the elevator opens right next to us, and Paige and Kevin Owens <laughs> walk out. So I guess I technically got them on the podcast too. But let's start with this Seth Rollins here. And now the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. We're in New York City, Caroline's Comedy Club, Ringside Fest. This is this is Caroline's Comedy Club. Oh, okay, cool. With the champion of the world, Seth Rollins. Seth, what's the haps? I like the way you introduced me, the champion of the world. That's often how I introduce myself. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, we're here signing a lot of autographs, meeting a lot of fans, having mm-hmm. a good time. You beat Sting most recently. And I got to know, like, Sting gets injured in that match. Do you know immediately that he is not how he was when he started this thing? Uh, no, actually. It was a very uh, scary moment. You know, you never want to see anything like that happen. Um, he, he didn't give me any indication right away that, that, that he was injured, so it took a second for doctors and uh, paramedics and the referees to make sure everything was okay, and uh, he's going to make a good recovery. But uh, ironically enough, Sting got a stinger. So it, it <laughs> happens to all of us, but uh, it's just bad timing in his situation. Yeah, because there was that moment where it looked like you were going to grab him, and he was like, no, you're not doing that right now. Uh, he, I don't even think he had the wherewithal to say, no, you're not doing that right oh. now. It was just one of those situations where he was uh, kind of, off in La La Land, and, and uh, we got through it, and he's a professional, and it was uh, an amazing experience for me to get to step into the ring with somebody who I dressed up for as Halloween. <laughs> I mean, I was staying two years in a row when I was like 13, 14, so uh, it's pretty rad to uh, be in there with a legend like that. Plus, you have the hair to pull it off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't have done that. Well, at that age, I... Oh, hey, guys. What's up? Hey, everyone. What up? <laughs> Paige over there. Timmy? Kevin Owens? Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't do that. You can't say that. You can't say, the, you can't say f, f words. Yeah, there's like there's like there's cameras. Yeah, you, yeah she, she's so appropriate. I mean, you what what are you, are you coming here through here? What, what you can walk through if you want. Walk walk through. Go ahead. Come on. If this is the level. Yeah, walk through. through. Don't bleep it out. <laughs> yeah, way to go. Way to go, Paige. Yeah, I don't such know. A, such a classy lady, Timmy. Timmy, thank you. We'll take it easy. It all stays in, by the way, all of it. <laughs> good, good deal. Does that scare you when something like that happens? Like, do you start rethinking, like, the next time you try to, I guess, powerbomb somebody on the turnbuckles, are you thinking, i got to do this differently? No, it's a freak accident. I mean, not, nothing against Sting. He's in phenomenal condition, but he's also, you know, a 56-year-old man. So it's, 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 it's just a different – I've taken the, the buckle bomb myself many times. It's just one of those things. It's a freak accident. Uh, you know, I feel terrible. I was definitely concerned about his health, still am, but – after tests and everything, he seems to be okay, so it's, it's all good. Do you like going in with guys like Sting and Kane who have done it before, or would you rather be in there with the younger guys, the guys of your generation? Oh, I mean, both. I mean, the guys who are, you know, like you mentioned, Sting, Kane, even John Cena, these guys have, you know, a wealth of knowledge in their experience, so it's incredible to get in there and be able to perform with them, and the fact that they can still go on such a high level is pretty impressive as well, but at the same time, you know, you love getting in there and mixing it up with guys who are fresh, so um, there's really no preference, I guess you would say. I just, uh, I like doing what I do. And you're ready to just destroy everybody. Yes, essentially. <laughs> that's, that's the point. The, that's what we're doing, right? I mean, that's the business. That's it. Yeah, taking over. Thanks a lot, Seth. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Here is Sam Roberts. I'll have video of that and the Dolph Ziggler interview, by the way, within days over at YouTube.com slash NotSam. You got to see um, Kevin Owens and Paige just interrupting the thing. And it's funny, too, because it couldn't have been better. 
you know, they were people were kind of worried. Oh, we didn't screw that up for you, did you? Do you need to redo that? No. Are you kidding me? I'll never get anything that good. Organic. That's the way to do it. But uh, yeah, it was good. To, it was good to hear Seth Rollins. I I was so happy Seth was there, even though I've interviewed him a few times already. He's my favorite wrestler right now. I can't believe it. Seth Rollins is my favorite male superstar on the roster right now. That's taking nothing away from Dolph Ziggler, who was also over at Caroline's for Ringside Fest. Dolph, I wanted to talk to Dolph for a while. So I I just started shooting questions at him as soon as I had the opportunity because I wanted to talk to him about his personal life. If you go and you find the old interview I did with him, I think it was around WrestleMania 29. It's on YouTube. It was in uh, it was at WrestleMania Radio Row. I think it was in New York, and we were talking about it was right after news was all over the place that he had dated Amy Schumer because Amy Schumer went on Howard Stern's radio show and was talking about dating Dolph Ziggler. So all these wrestling fans became aware of it, and I started talking to him a little bit about it. Well, I don't know why nobody else really brought this up, but after it became very public that Dolph Ziggler was this big athletic dude that Amy Amy Schumer was dating, Amy Schumer comes out with this movie called Trainwreck. Trainwreck is loosely based on the life of Amy Schumer. So in one scene in the movie, in a few scenes in the movie, Amy is dating this really big guy. It doesn't last, but she's dating this big muscular dude, and it's it's a very, very funny sequence. It's a very series of scenes, I guess I'll say. It's a very funny part of the movie. But the guy who plays this muscle-bound boyfriend of hers, is John Cena. And from the time I saw that movie, I think it was in like May or June, I was sitting there going, why does John Cena get to play Amy Schumer's muscle-bound boyfriend in this movie when one would assume that that role was at least partially based on her time with Dolph Ziggler, right? One would assume. So I've been wanting to ask him about that. I've been wanting to ask him about how he feels about all these NXT guys coming up. And then... I watch Total Divas, okay? I think you should all watch Total Divas. I think it's a very entertaining show. I've heard a lot of wrestling fans say Total Divas is too fake for them. So that's that's <laughs> that's one way to look at it. But I like Total Divas. I'm entertained by it. And uh, the stuff that's been going on with Dolph Ziggler and Nikki Bella on Total Divas, drama. So I got to talk to him about all that. Here he is uh, from Ringside Fest over the weekend, Dolph. Ziggler. I'm going to throw it to the Fink one more time, I think. That voice doesn't get old. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. Backstage at Caroline's Comedy Club, Ringside Fest, with Dolph Ziggler. Dolph, what's the haps? Just chilling, man. Had a nice little signing, a couple hours worth, and it kind of flew by because a lot of fans were very excited to see us, luckily. You look around like a room when you're at Caroline's like this. Hey, you haven't performed at Caroline's before, have you? I have not, uh, but there's been a little bit of talk back and forth between our, our two people, so hopefully we can set something up really soon. Let me ask you, last time I talked to you, if, I think it was the last time we talked, we were talking about Amy Schumer. This is what upset me. Uh-oh. What was John Cena doing in that movie? Because I feel like that was loosely based on her life. You're the big muscle dude that she dated. I don't understand why Dolph Ziggler was not in the film Trainwreck. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if that turns out to be the case, that that's what he was doing. And I, uh, I <laughs> Have you seen, seen it? it? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I haven't seen any movies in ten years. But I'm sure it's great. Uh, Amy's hilarious. So, yeah. And uh, I remember her writing it years ago. So I'm sure it's fantastic. Uh, I haven't seen it. Would have been nice. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, 
about time, you know, John Cena got something, <laughs> yeah. give, give the kid the rub, I'm happy for him, you know? Good. You're right. How do you feel about the new generation coming up now? Because this is, like, the first generation after you. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are still waiting for Dolph Ziggler to have oh, his yeah. his run. Especially my uh, parents. But mostly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's cool because uh, everyone likes Attitude Era. It was so cool. It was so fun. And now we have guys who are really awesome at wrestling. Right. And um, I get a lot of crap for saying that these young, like the guys, my generation and behind us or on their way up are so good that it's not even close and you can complain and argue about everything ever. But cool, the Attitude Era, wrestling was really in mm-hmm. for 18 to 34 year olds like love it. And now we have all these guys who are so awesome at their job. And uh, it's a totally different era, but I'm very excited for how good everyone is. That you get to actually wrestle in front of people who like wrestling. Yeah. Instead and of it, just like what, what's what vehicle do we have this week? Yeah, what stunt are we doing now? What? Yeah, exactly. And it was uh, and it was a cool time. It's just there's so many good guys and there's so many people who have who are on our roster who don't even get time on TV because we have so many good superstars right now. So everyone's gonna get their chance at some point, and I'm excited to help them out or do whatever. Do you like that it seems like whether it's Raw or SmackDown or Total Divas or whatever show you're on, it's kind of centered around your relationship with women? Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird because, uh, well, I mean, I get it. Like, I, I have a mirror, yeah. right, so right, I, right. I understand the deal, but it's really funny. <laughs> and it, 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 a, a lot of people get bothered because for the longest time I was in random cold matches for 30 minutes and tore the house down for no reason. Yeah. And everyone complained, why isn't he in some kind of a story? Right. Now I'm in a very different type of story on all those shows you just mentioned, and mm-hmm. everyone's like, can't he just get two seg matches? Where he, like, <laughs> he, guys, you got to go back and forth. I'm finally getting some character development. It's on Total Divas, right? But right. we're getting we're getting down to some real life stuff, and it's pretty good. Well, speaking of Total Divas, last question: How do you function in a locker room when there's previews for the next episode of Total Divas, where you're asking the base, biggest guy in the company's girlfriend to have children with you? Like, how does that work out politically? To be fair, I didn't ask her to have children. <laughs> I said I know how to do. No, I'm just. It's. Uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, after a while, you reach a certain point to where you know what your talent is, you know what you're capable of, and you have to not care. Right. And ten years ago, Attitude Era guys told me to step on some toes. How am I not doing that right now? Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's about the so biggest you toes have, you can step you on. You have to not give a damn right. to stand up for what you want to do, and that's what I'm doing. And I guess you're good enough and you've been there long enough that the Fs yeah. are no longer given. Not for a real long time. <laughs> good for you, Dolph yeah. Ziggler. Good talking to you, man. Thanks, brother. Here is Sam Roberts. Here he is. Thanks to Dolph. Every chance he can get to take a little shot at John Cena. Just a little shot. No problem. <laughs> he was good. It was uh, It was very... I want to thank Ringside Collectibles for giving me the hookup to get those interviews. Uh, those will be up on YouTube, as I said. Uh, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. If you want to support the podcast, you know how to do it. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash... Sam Roberts. That's pro wrestling tees.com slash Sam Roberts. You can get a What's the Haps t shirt. You can get a, and by the way, shout out to Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler for being able to deal with What's the Haps very, very gracefully. No problem on their end. No problem whatsoever. Uh, but you can get a What's the Haps t shirt. You can get a Not Sam t shirt. You can get the classic Not Sam Mode t shirt. Anybody that saw me at the Garden this weekend saw me in the Bree Mode shirt. All of it available now at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. So check it out. Go get yourself a shirt, wear it to an event, and I'll give you a big hug if I see you. All right? All right. 
Now, a lot to get into this week. State of Wrestling. Uh, uh, I thought it was a, a good Raw. I thought it was quite good. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about everything. Why not? Why don't we do it? Here we go. Uh, state of Wrestling. I, I thought I wanted to get to something else before I got to State of Wrestling. It was in my head before I did the plug for the t-shirt thing. And so I don't want to go to State of Wrestling having missed something because I'd hate to have you guys miss out. I don't know. Let's go to it then. Oh, speaking of voices, I guess I'll save this for State of Wrestling too because I want to say it in front of Katie Lynn and all. Speaking of voices, speaking of Howard Finkel's great voice, how many of you watched NXT 24 on WWE Network? The WWE 24 documentary about NXT in Brooklyn? Hope you heard a familiar voice on that show. Oh, let's get into it. Here it is. State of Wrestling time, baby. Let's go. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. State of Wrestling time. And where do we begin today? Free mode! <laughs> that does sound like her. With me is Brie Bella, a.k.a. Nikki Bella. Come on, Nikki! A.k.a. The Crow from Sting's theme song. personality every week. Well, Katie Lindahl is here. You know her. She's an Emmy-winning TV personality, which I didn't know until I saw the preview for uh, the next NXT special. Oh, thanks for that. It said Kate Lindahl. Yep. Uh, That's my alter ego. That's your alter ego. Emmy-winning TV personality. Not just like weirdo on a podcast who does weird impressions of wrestlers. That's what it should have said. The girl who makes the call sound. You know, the weirdo. Well, you just wait because I've really been working on my Dana Brooke. Oh, boy. But that's again, a, that's I'm going to tread lightly because I don't want to get my ass kicked. No, no. That's a but risky I, one. But I've really been working on it. You have? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Yes, I have, Sam. Yep. I don't even know where to begin today. I mean, busy weekend. Katie Linnendahl and I uh, separated. We had to have a conjoined twin surgery. Yep. Where the doctor actually goes in and, and cuts us apart because we said there's two shows. Right. If we separate, we can go to both of them. And make our voices heard. Right. In two places in the Northeast. So I was, of course, at the Madison Square Garden show mm-hmm. on Saturday, the super show that was on WWE Network. And Katie was at Raw last night or Monday mm-hmm. night. Um, how'd you like Raw? I, was in- I always have a good time. Every show for me is very different. Raw is getting interesting because Raw has re- it's gotten very bad ratings the last two weeks. Some of the lowest ever. And from what I've read, and who knows if this is true or not, but this is what it says on the internet. From what I've read, well, then it's true. Uh, that's right. Vince McMahon is now more hands-on than ever. Like he's back to micromanaging what's going on on the Ooh. show. But at the same time, is that for NXT too? No, because NXT doesn't. That's the TV ratings has nothing to do with NXT. Got it. But I just mean like. The specific Monday Night Raw, the TV show, those three hours, Vince McMahon is very, very hands-on from what I've read. But I don't think, I don't know, based on the last two shows, this week and last week, the week before was kind of a disaster. But this week and last week, that doesn't strike me as such a bad thing. And I think Triple H must have his hand in it somewhere because the last two shows... Chances are being taken, which is always a good thing. Uh, young guys are being made to look better. New people are being pushed to the forefront of the show. Last week, it was the show ending with Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt getting laid out. Great ending. Weird that it wasn't a cliffhanger. Interesting way to end the show. But 
it was great to see those two guys as the closing segment. This week, which I want to ask you about storyline-wise, but to go from two weeks of low ratings to say, okay, well, we need to do something drastic, we're going to end with the New Day laying out all of our top talent. That is a hugely risky undertaking. Oh, Sam Roberts, don't <laughs> okay. you be sour. I'm not being sour, Biggie. It's a good idea. I know, Biggie. In Boston. I know. I know. I didn't say it was a bad idea. I said it was risky. Don't you be sour. Booty. Booty! <laughs> <laughs> That's how stings. I, I, we've had this conversation now two weeks in a row. I am all for the entertainment factor and the performance art. That is all things New Day. New Day. But I am so surprised that they're me. getting... I guess I have two things to say about New Day this week. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they're getting as big of a push as they are. Huge. That's what I mean, especially coming off, generally speaking... They were in two Wimbledons. They, yeah. Two Wimbledons. Two not one. of the Preakness Grand Prix Wimbledon... Turismo. Grand Turismo Crash Bandicoot Cup. <laughs> That was really good. Thanks. Uh, I couldn't even add anything. It was so good. <laughs> but, but normally when ratings are down, Vince McMahon or whoever. Crash is, Bandicoot. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. We'll go back to the tried and true, and that's making John Cena look great. Oh, don't worry. The Bellas, the Bellas were absolutely there. Put it well. All 25 minutes of it. We'll talk about it. Okay. But to end the show, not only with a New Day match again. But the New Day on top is like, whoa, where did that come from? Agreed. I don't think Stephanie McMahon should have put him down in that promo. What'd she say? If you're going to build up New Day, then I think feel like be consistent about it. I mean, this is just like one little tiny highlight. Mm -hmm. I'm nitpicking here. Mm -hmm. But behind the scenes, she was like, if I hear one peep out of that trumpet, she got she got mad at them. She got mad at New Day. But stop. If you're going to put well, him over, put him over. Not necessarily because that would be evil Stephanie should be putting them over. But it w- Stephanie, Are we back to good Stephanie? She went in front of a Boston audience. And I, I'm aware. And was like, how great is Tom Brady? Am I right, guys? Tom Brady, huh? <laughs> Yankees suck, right? That for was Vice. not Tom Brady for Vice. Right. That was not bad guy Stephanie last no, night. I, was, I, think I actually got a little confused there. Stephanie goes week to in week. In person, I got confused. You did. You were in the audience like... I like Tom Brady. No, I, I don't like Tom Brady. I'm a Bills fan. How did you become a Bills whole, fan? Oh, cause my, cause my but you're from Erie. Was, yeah, Buffalo's like an hour and a half away, dude. Is it? And my uncle Buffalo's was a like master. an hour and <laughs> no, no, no. seven quarters away. You do, you do Vince. <sighs> so, Brie. I feel like you don't understand the geography. Uh, I grew up in a snow belt, Erie, Pennsylvania. Which, if Snow you're a belt. sports fan and you know anything about Bantam Cruiserweight Championships, Ugh. you would know that every year, three teams in the area, the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. look, the Buffalo Bills, and maybe, if you're paying attention, the Cleveland Browns all have a chance at the Giant Trophy Cup. Listen, Nikki, first things first, it's not... A snow belt. It's a snow championship. Snow championship? Mm-hmm. Intercontinental cruiserweight IWGP title. Why doesn't she have the title? We don't have that title. Nikki, that's not a title. You told me, Vince, that you'd get. Who's back got to the ketchup? 
I was the longest reigning of all time. <laughs> How many times did she say longest reigning of all time? We get it. She's Message excited received. about it. I'm not talking about the divas yet. Sorry. You're so aggressive. Sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry. Um... So how did the new day and that's why I think Stephanie's character changes week to week. It I'm just cool depends. With that. She can do whatever she wants. She's a, one week she's a referee, one week she's a villainous boss. You bet your ass one I week was all she's, over Chuck last night too. I'll bet you were. I'm surprised I have a voice. One week she's just getting cheap pops. Yep. Boston. Um <laughs> so it just depends on when 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 and where she's coming out. How did uh, aside from the Stephanie thing? How'd you feel about New Day's performance on Raw? I'm for every week. I think he gets better and better. And I think, um, not doing a shameless plug, but w- you and I had the chance to speak to Xavier Woods. Yeah, he's on your podcast this he's week. He's on my podcast this week. Uh, um, that was a shameless plug because it didn't go anywhere. Plug. I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it it wasn't figuring, on my rundown at all. Here's in what I'm going to do. Font. I'm going to mention uh, the podcast <laughs> and then I'm going to see how it just weaves. Oh, no, I've forgotten what I was going to weave it into. Shut up, Sam. Oh, I was so trying not to have a shameless plug. Shut up. That I forgot to not. This I'm is why. A point here. No teleprompter on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Nope. <laughs> no. Negativo. Well, no Willie we Geist to dig to you him, out of this one. Uh-uh. When we were talking to him, didn't you like how he was so honest about the fact? Because I was really trying to get out of him how yeah. when they came, when New Day came out the gate, and I think this is important to make in this point, when they came out the gate, Everybody, it was just not working. And I feel no. like that must have been some, like, I would have, that would have been a harsh inner feeling. Like, people, they were getting booed to high hell. Yeah. But, wait, let me finish. So, well, I'm going to let you finish. Uh, <laughs> he said that they really just started going with, he started having a lot of fun with it and started doing what he actually wanted to do. And, like, them being friends. And I think that shines through so much now with them. But last night... I know that sounds really cheesy. It does. But it's... Shut up, because I think it's really obvious that they're, like, coming up with creative stuff every week. The entertainment value continues to be through the roof. But last night was very, very different. Last night... Just was so heel? Last night, New Day turned into an aggressive, formidable heel faction. They're not a comedy act anymore after after this week. Oh, I, I would disagree. 50%. They still do entertaining stuff, but they're not... When a, have they not been a heel? They haven't been an aggressive heel. They were a heel that you don't take seriously. They were a bad guy group that like, oh, well, for instance, if any of them came out to wrestle John Cena three weeks ago, when, when Xavier Woods came out to wrestle John Cena, it was kind of a goof that the New Day came out for the Invitational. Oh, I, I see your point. You see what I'm saying? Okay. In the sense that, yes, they're well, bad guys. There's two different types of bad the guys. They last word. There's anyway. bad guys who are obnoxious kind of wiener bad guys and then there's bad guys that are like these guys are evil and we can't stop them new day as of this week on monday night raw made this transition into yeah we play the trumpet yeah we're funny yeah yeah biggie's gonna wiggle his hips but guess what we just laid out every top good guy in the company just have new day leave the ring bragging and have the dudley's John Cena and Dolph Ziggler all laid out in the ring. That's four on three, and it's the top four guys in the company. To have all four of those guys laid out at the hands of the New Day, that's a very— that day is much newer than any day we've seen before. And it's interesting to me that coming off of a Raw that did not have good ratings, that they said, okay, these are the guys we're going to go with. Well, and actually— Because it was obviously not happening. To your point— 
before, when they first brought them out, it, first of all, it wasn't happening for any of them individually. And when they first put out the New Day, there was no plan with this group. They put out, so they put out these things. It's kind of like a church thing. They put out some vignettes. They came out looking like blue Power Rangers. And everybody was like, okay. Like, they just kind of are church going black guys. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but now they've kind of... It's one of the very few instances in modern-day pro wrestling. This used to happen a lot back in, like, the late 90s, maybe even early 2000s. This is the organic build, I think, that used to happen quite often in wrestling where people had the freedom to go out and perform the way they were going to perform, and all of a sudden they became this crowd hit. This is how Stone Cold and The Rock and Mankind— The intent was for them to be a crowd hit by being good guys, I think, initially. The New Day? Yeah. I don't think the intent was ever for them to be a crowd hit. Are you serious right now? I am. I actually woo, woo, woo. I, I, I totally disagree. You think all that power positivity was like I mean, irony? Yeah, I, at no point did the New Day appear as if it would work when they were first launching this group. See, m- maybe I'm an idiot, but I was just thinking I, that. I, I knew you were going to follow it up with some little little jab. And I'm not an idiot because I – call me crazy here. I bought into the storyline that this was supposed to be a new, fresh group of three good guys that is supposed to be all awesome. And guess what? Nobody bit. Who and, wants and, to see that? Well, that's what happened. <laughs> Instead of, like, breaking them up, they were like, well, everybody hates them so much. We're just going to make them bad guys. Am I the only person that thinks this? No, that is what happened. But I think that you're wrong in your first step. I think they were like, okay, we're going to put these three guys together and let's see. I don't What's know. What's so bad guy about a gospel group? There, there was no intention at all. Like the, I'm saying when they first introduced what, this group. You, you, at what point do you say Kofi Kingston is going to be a bad guy? When they, I didn't say that there was intention for them to be a bad guy. I said there was not an intention for them to be an awesome good guy group. There were no intentions for them. I'm telling you. They brought this group out. And they're like, I don't know. Let's just see what they do. I don't think anybody had any expectations about the New Day. I think they had three guys that they knew were strong workers, that they'd made an investment in, that they had no creative plans for, and they put them together in this group. They kind of added a that gospel sounds, thing, and that's all it was. That, that, that just sounds very poor planning to me, and it sounds like a jump to conclusions, Matt. Like, why don't we put a million dollars into a jump to conclusions, Matt, and sell four? They didn't put a million dollars into New Day. They just filmed some vignettes hey, and got them some new tights. Hey, who's got vignettes lately? Answer that. Kofi Kingston, when he first started. Point made. Coming from the beach of Jamaica. Kofi Kingston? <laughs> no, Ghana. No, actually Boston. But seriously, though, who's the last person to have vignettes? Wyatt's. The Wyatt's had vignettes, There you yeah. go. Yeah, but they the... put some effort into it. And then you're going to tell me they just, like, threw it together like it was, like... The Wyatt's had vignettes that actually meeting? defined characters. Like, the, when you saw Wyatt vignettes, ah. you knew what the Wyatt's were. The New Day vignettes... They didn't mean anything. It was just a bunch of Maybe gospel not to singers. You. It meant something to me. Just a, there's a bunch of friendly guys <laughs> coming. I can't wait to see them. These guys are happy. It meant something to me. Nobody wants to see happy people that are just. Why are you happy? Cause. Okay, well then I'm gonna go back to the Wyatts. I think because they want to eat people. That's cool. Cannibals are awesome. Happy yeah. people are not. What was the point we were trying to make on all this? That now. The oh, New Day. I've been wondering why my headphones weren't working. <laughs> you unplugged them because you got fidgety. <laughs> the New Day. She's just sitting there with a wire in her hand. There's the gadget guru, Katie Linendahl. The New Day has had this build. And I do wonder if it's going to become a trend. Hopefully it will. Because way back when, whether it was a bad guy or a good guy, guys kind of went out there and had the freedom 
in a lot of cases to just try things and just see what worked and what didn't work. And if something did work, the WWE would kind of let that happen. They'd kind of say, okay, let's let's keep pushing this. Let's keep pushing that. This is the first time in years that there's been a slow, organic build to a team and they're like, okay, we're pushing this forward. You could say that's the type of thing that happened with Daniel Bryan, but it's not. Like with Daniel Bryan, literally WWE's hand was forced. The audience on two separate occasions with Daniel Bryan uh, tried to, before it was a gimmick, hijack the show and wouldn't allow it to continue. The fans. Well, I feel like you could strike that and reverse it too and say the opposite happened for Roman Reigns. Yeah, but not. Not the opposite of the New Day, the opposite of the Daniel Bryan thing. I'm not talking about fans being so outraged that you need a short-term fix. I'm talking about performers going out, uh, coming up with their own stuff, performing what feels right to them, and an acknowledgement coming when it's working. And I think that's what's happening here. And I think it's, it's 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 a leap. You talk about a jump to conclusions, Matt. It is a... An enormous leap forward that on a week coming off of a down rating show that they said, okay, New Day, we're going with you. You're not just a joke team anymore. Well, and going with you again, if you want to be realistic about it. What do you mean? Well, because Xavier already had a shot in the Wimbledon. Yeah, but this is like, no, we're not, this isn't, like, that wasn't about them trying to take the cup. The United States uh, Grand Prix. Stanley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clark Stanley. uh, Clark Stanley. uh, 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 Daytona 500 United States Championship. Grand Prix. Wimbledon Tennis. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was about the New Day looking like a, a, a fearsome team. And that's the New Day was never supposed to look like that. Now, all of a sudden... When the New Day comes out and says, no, 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 we're laying everybody out, you go like, oh, they actually are laying everybody out. That's crazy. Well, that, like, I, know I, it's, I know it's a little bit of a sidebar to this whole point, though, but I love when they can showcase, like, if you've been watching, I, I've always been a Big E fan. Yeah, yeah, I know. For, I mean, for a while. Well, it's ever since he started doing the hip move, but go on. No, dude, I've been a Big E <laughs> fan since Big E came to WWE. All right, anyways, point is... Dude, he does some crazy moves, like that flying out of the ring. He usually pulls it off on pay-per-views. People don't remember it. Big E, first of all, I love his splash on the apron. Huge. Huge. He did it to Cena last night or Monday night. But you know the one I'm talking about right through the ropes? Yes. He does it all the The time. Suicide dive. Crazy. Um, Big E was huge in NXT before NXT was huge. I did not know that. Big E was, he did the King Kong Bundy gimmick where he made him count to five instead of three. He was NXT heavyweight champion after Seth Rollins. I mean, Big E was the man in NXT before he showed up on WWE. So, yeah, the idea of him being the man is not so far-fetched. Well, I think it's like a Ryback situation in that he never got that. I I, I bet you would agree with me, too, if he could. Speak freely. <laughs> I feel like he never got that good push that he deserved. Well, I think this is great for for all parties. I think Big E is starting to uh, be able to show that he can be this massive force because he's a huge dude. Kofi Kingston, I think, has the ability. He's like your key ladder match player. Like you always know something solid's going to come out of him and crazy. I've always not only is he a key ladder match player, but there is like 
a a 30-day period that I think a lot of people forget about. It was – and I remember it because I was at the Monday Night Raw. It was at Madison Square Garden. It was years ago. But it was when Kofi Kingston was in a headline world title feud with Randy Orton. And let me tell you something. On that night – I'm not saying it lasted long term because it didn't. Did it last as long as the Brock Lesnar Beast in the East match? I mean, I I don't think that uh, the big show lasted as long as the Brock Lesnar Beast in the East match. (laughs) But um, on that night, years ago, when Kofi Kingston was in a headline feud, the entire audience was behind him as a main event good guy. Which is sort of out of left field now. But in that moment, it worked. And I think, I don't know, I think Kofi Kingston could be really, really great. And I think Xavier Woods is... I think uh, all three of them fit into that in... Subjectively speaking, that that category of they all could be really great, yeah. And now they're getting this opportunity. Well, I think yeah, the idea well, that they created a, the opportunity. The I idea hate to say it. that the new day, I'd love to say it actually. The new day John Cena feud is a real thing now. Like this is going to pay per view. John Cena and the new day. It, uh, who would have thought even a month ago when you've got okay, Cena's got Rollins now. He's going to come back out with the open challenge. Who's going to be the next person on John Cena's plate? Who would have thought (laughs) the New Day would be not only the contender against John Cena, but a serious contender in the sense that, no, 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 they laid him out. You know, that's 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 huge. Yeah, that is huge. And it puts a lot of faith behind those guys, which none of those guys have had before last night. Point made, you know, and I think that's a big deal. You would have thought in conclusion. Yeah. You and I would be sitting here talking about the New Day for, like, that long. We used to—honestly, Katie and I used to go to shows and cringe when New Day came out. Because we liked all of them. We like all the guys, but we used to make jokes about, like, I can't believe how bad this is going. Like, I can't believe how crummy this is going for them. It's not good. And then they become the biggest thing. And now I'm going to buy, like, 50 pairs of those New Day socks. New Day, day socks. So— do you, I, I'm assuming that they'll be. Do you be... think they have them in like the long or like just short? Well, it says. Uh, so I was find like power of positivity booty. on the back of each sock. So I think they'd have to be long and a long I, sock. I think they're making shorts that say booty on the back. Excellent. Would you wear those? Hundred percent. Nice. Hundred percent. I'm waiting for that. Now, <laughs> now, loser. Uh, no, no, not me. Don't be sour. I, Don't you be sour! Ah! <laughs> do you think it's you, a mashup? You it's think a remix. Be, there, there's got to be. So, what are they doing? Do you think at Hell in a Cell with this? Do you think that well, uh, I, I want to make one point because it's really important to me. This is. Are we done with New Day? Well, I was going to say, where do they go oh, with sorry. the New Day John Cena thing for the Hell in a Cell pay per view? Ooh, that's a question back at you. Do you think they do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tennis racket past that. Well, hit it back in your no, face. No, because they're already doing Dudleys in New Day. Does Xavier Woods get a shot at the U.S. title at, at, at Hell in a Cell? Do they add John Cena and put that title? Here's what they do. What if? Tell me if I'm crazy. I would like a mystery U.S. champion person. How about this? Okay. They've got the two Hell in a Cell matches. Mm-hmm. So you've got your main events done. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins and Kane, you could presume, is going to be the world title match. No, they already announced that. That's going to be the WWE title yep. match. So you got your two Hell in a Cells. You got Seth Rollins and Kane. If Demon Kane loses, Corporate Kane is gone. Correct. So you've got your headline matches. Right. So you don't need a big John Cena match. Tell me this. John Cena teams with the Dudleys to take on all three members of New Day. 
the winning team takes all the titles. Meaning if John Cena and the Dudleys win, John Cena keeps the U.S. title and the Dudleys get the tag team titles. If the New Day wins, oh, that's they sad. keep the tag titles and Xavier Woods now is the U.S. champion. Xavier Woods has the title and he never has to pin John Cena for it. It's a pretty solid idea. And then they could pass around the U.S. title like they pass around the tag titles. Freebird! Technically, the team has won the U.S. title. And based on the way Raw went this week... Is it out of the realm of possibility that this is the faction that's going to have all the titles? I don't think so. This is this whole thing is like a white mystery airhead. Yeah, it is. You really put some thought into this one. Well, and by thought into it, I mean the last 15 seconds. Yeah, like I was just thinking about it just now. But you did a good job. Thanks. You definitely had your vi- fish vitamins. Isn't that supposed to make you smarter? Yeah, cod liver oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like- pound of those today. So, so what were you going to tell me uh, before? Well, we have to make sure we put the bow on New Day. Yeah. Where did we put a bow on it? It's, it's bowed. That's it's my. Bowed. That's where. That's where I'm saying. If I'm booking, I agree you, with that 100. percent If you give me the pencil, that's yeah. where we're going with the paper. Give the man a number two. That's right. L. The sharpener. Oh. Dummy. <laughs> Remember just... that when you were like in grade school, how you like mechanically sharpen that pencil? I did. I just. I mean, because you said give that man a number two. Well, what would that be on the Wendy's menu? Is that why you were disgusted? No, 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 no. Because usually Wendy's gives me a number two. Or were you thinking of like, whatever, man? BM. What's that? <laughs> Go on. No, we don't. This is not. I don't need another word. I don't need a new word every week. I don't need to know what it means. Okay, moving on. So I really liked. <laughs> BM. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to know. The second word is movement. Shut up, Sam. Um, First word's bowel. B- <laughs> So Go on. I really like uh, how Big Show has been showcased because we made a very – Flat clear... on the mat? Mm, listen, we made a very strong point about kind of that older generation and how they should – like the canes of the world, how they should be kind of like this badass entity that should be used every so often. Would it be considered a betrayal to you if I told you I was excited about the Kane seth Rollins match? Big time. Okay, then go on. I won't say anything about that. Can we? I'm not done with that. <laughs> what, where did that come from? The excitement for yeah. it? I don't know. I just think it's fun what Kane's doing now. Plus, I love Seth Rollins. But, you know, I, know, I, I think that the whole going back and forth between corporate and demon Kane, that's kind of funny. I think it's kind of funny, too. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm excited about the match. Well, I mean, but... I I would like I wouldn't want it to headline a WrestleMania and I wouldn't but but they have done what I didn't think they were going to do and Kane is doing something that is not stale. He is this is not what he's doing is not stale. The idea that he's in on it, nobody else is in on it, him getting help to the back and then turning around and smiling and Seth being like, "I'm not crazy." And everybody looking at Seth like, "You're crazy, dude." I don't know. <laughs> like it's just kind of funny the way this is I think happening. It's funny. I also love all the corporate like verbiage. Yeah, it's great. Anybody that works in a and like anyone listening that has like a, a corporate day job loves that the words like synergy. Yeah, and out of office are being used. And like like when he flips so back good. and forth when he's like, "I'm gonna take you to hell," is what he would say if he were thinking that. that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I like it, and I think it's a. I think on a show like Hell in a Cell where you've got. I, I mean, Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt, I think he's going to steal the show. I can't wait for that. And then Undertaker versus Lesnar and Hell in a Cell. 
I don't mind that being the title match. Hopefully after we move past Kane and we put Seth Rollins in there with somebody who is maybe more one of his contemporaries. But in this moment, I'm not mad at the Kane thing. I'm ready for it to be done after this, but I'm not mad at it. Okay. Sorry to disappoint you. That's cool. You're mad at it. Nah, I'm not sure how I feel. Right. You just don't want me being more positive about it because it's going to influence you to all, all this, of a sudden. You've been wearing the New Day Power Positivity socks. I am. I'm wearing them right now. actually your style. What? To not complain? Well, that and to be on board with this whole Kane thing. I know. Kind of for me for a loop. But they're doing something fresh. They are doing something interesting with Kane right now. And it's not like we have to see him. I just prefer Seth Rollins to be up again. Like, I feel like he's got such... He's just such a star in the ring. I, I like he's a more contemporary option. I think after the Helen Cell, we'll get that. I hope. I should say I hope. That's what I hope for. And I'm sorry. Like, when you're putting somebody like Kevin Owens against Lucha Dragons, I like both of them, obviously, very much. That's a very random match. Like, put Kevin Owens against Rollins. I know that does not a fit. But... Kevin Owens might, versus Rollins? I mean, you mean it's... Not really. Not right now. Not You mean storyline-wise it's for not For five a reasons. Because let me tell you something. No, it'd be a sick match. It's been a sick match. Ring of Honor, I mean, just oh, yeah. look you, at... You were a Ring of Honor person, Look Sorry. at Ring of Honor from like five years ago and just book that show because you've got all the guys. <laughs> so just, just book Cesaro and Owens, bring back Brian, put Seth Rollins in there. Just book that show. It's a great show. And all those guys, we thought they were good in Ring of Honor. All of them are hitting their peak now, except Daniel Bryan. Ugh. He's sitting at home. Such a you didn't, you didn't think situation. You weren't wondering if Sin Cara would be able to pull it off against Kevin Owens? Oh, I love Lucha Dragons. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's but probably I, not, I not the most was... competitive of matches no. for Kevin Owens. No, not, no, I don't think it's a fitting match, period. Why? I think, okay, I always give things in tears. I think... Kevin Owens is tier one, which you'll disagree Kevin with. Owens is t- oh, I thought you meant T E A R. Like you're crying as you're saying it. I'm giving it in tears. Just a little wordplay. Keep up. <laughs> you you keep up. Tier one, Kevin Owens, and then <laughs> I think luchas are kind of tier three, as amazing as they are. Well, I mean, the lucha dragons are. Yeah, there's jobbers don't exist anymore, but there's like, unfortunately, and I love these guys, but there's your Zack Ryder's and Adam Roses. And Don't poop on my party. <laughs> and the Lucha Dragons are right there, maybe slightly above them, and that's it. That's as far up as they go. Um, but, I mean, I think that Kevin Owens versus Sin Cara was pretty much just an exhibition match to give Kevin Owens a match. Like, it wasn't—and it used to be that way. You know, like, when we were growing up, it was, here comes the big star. He's wrestling local talent. And you didn't even know the guy's name. He was just a dude in plain tights. Last night, or Monday night, Sin Cara and Kevin Owens was just the dude in plain tights. Sin Cara was the, you know, Iron Mike yeah, Sharp that, of that match. That's fine, because that was 15 years ago. I'm talking about today. That's a weird change for today. A little bit, but they, they sneak those on. Every now and then, you see... It's very random. You know, Zack Ryder, Adam Rose. You know, they're filling Kurt Hawkins' spot. All those guys. Like the, and I don't think that's a bad thing. As a matter of fact, I think WWE should have more of that. I, I actually, if you're going to go in that direction, then go in that direction. Just don't just like sprinkle it, pop in. it on out of nowhere. Like, yeah. why is every match a pay per view match except for that one? Right. Right. Now you've confused me. Yeah, I think that they, that's what they should be using guys like Brad Maddox and Adam Rose and Zack Ryder and bring back Kurt Hawkins and all those guys. 
could be under contract enhancement talent. Mm -hmm. And why not have at least have one to two enhancement talent matches every hour? Maybe format Raw so there's only one pay-per-view quality match per hour, two enhancement matches, and a couple of backstage vignettes. And one marriage proposal. And a marriage proposal. Just one a week. And eventually a wedding. Because we love our wrestling weddings. Yeah. Cakes to smash. Cakes to smash. I always envision I'm I'm gonna have a wrestling wedding. You are? Yeah, just in the in the style of like, you know, everyone gets like an entrance music. I'm gonna be like Eric Bischoff and I'm gonna put makeup and stuff on. Uh-huh. And just when you think you're getting married, I'm gonna reveal myself. And the priest was not an old man. He was uh, <laughs> treacherous Sam Roberts, and I will not let you get married. <laughs> Good, because I don't want to be anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Woo! Ah! But I think I think I think enhancement talent is a good thing on on TV. I think it, it helps longevity. I know that it's a different time we live in, so people's expectations have changed. But I think more enhancement talent would be a good thing, and and that is a spot right now that Sinkara fits in. I I'm never going to complain about the athleticism of the Lucha Dragons. Right. I just want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Hey, what do you think of uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler? Because I'm thinking, and, you know, he was on the podcast earlier from Ringside Fest. Correct. And one of the things I asked him about, and you didn't get to hear this yet, was uh, politically, because I watch Total Divas all the time. I watch every episode. I love that show. Mm -hmm. And he went on the show, and, you know, as much as it's assisted reality or whatever it is, on the TV show, Dolph Ziggler is trying to convince Nikki Bella to leave John Cena and go start dating him again because you know in real life Nikki Bell and Dolph Ziggler dated for like five years before she was John Cena's real life girlfriend behind the scenes and like there's previews for this reality show there's commercials I have seen those previews where Dolph Ziggler is saying I can give you a husband I can give you kids and I'm going Dolph politically how do you survive in a locker room when there's commercials on every TV channel where you're asking the top guy (laughs) in the company's girlfriend to have your children like politically, how does that all fit? And ratings, right? And Dolph Ziggler's like, well, you know, you got to step on some toes sometimes, and that's what he says. But I feel like, I feel like it's time to turn Dolph Ziggler heel and bring that Nikki Bella story to reality. Oh, which they've done before. Bring it on, not reality, but uh, Monday Night Raw reality. Yep, they've like, done that move before. Have him enough with this, like Rusev, Summer Rae, Lana, blah blah blah. Like, let's talk about what's really going on in real life that we all know about now because there's a big reality show about this. Let's make Dolph Ziggler a heel and let's make him try to steal John Cena's girlfriend because that's what all, all Dolph Ziggler's T-shirts all say, stealing your girlfriend. I've never seen him do it once on TV. Look, I have a better idea. What's that, Nikki? If you think that you're going to win me back, mm-hmm. well, I won't even consider that. Until I have the gold around my waist. Well, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I stole it from Rusev. Yeah. I'm going to get the gold around my waist, and then I'll take the gold around my finger. Hey, come here, pal. Listen to what Nikki's got. Nikki. And then when I retain the IWGP Bantamweight Cruiser Japan something. Who's our Bantam Cruiser Japan guy? Oh, it doesn't Nikki, doesn't it? Think uh-huh. about marrying you uh-huh. on TV. That sounds great. Let's can you write that? Can you make sure creative knows? Thanks, Nikki. Bravo! 
food! <laughs> uh, but that's what I would do. That's what I would do. If I were in that position, I would bring Dolph Ziggler in and and let's play this out in real life. Let's give some juice to the thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Some juice. Foxy can plan the <laughs> whole thing. She's event planned for Teddy Long. She's event planned for me, for my celebration that no one showed up to. But now it's going to be bigger than life. How was the Divas match in Boston? I'm sorry, what? Wow, you were not impressed. It was Sasha's hometown. Well, I have, I have some good news for you. Yeah. So it was Sasha's hometown. I have a, I, I took many videos for you. Yes. Having wrestling separation anxiety from Sam Roberts. I get it. Only during wrestling because we hang out during wrestling, but that's about it for me. I'm, I'm cool. What? Yeah. You just like annoy me elsewhere. What do you mean? <laughs> just kidding. Ah! Ah! <laughs> um, you would have been so happy. You would have been. So, I'm starting <laughs> to talk like her. I get it. <laughs> because the, the uh, Boston crowd. Now, this is a Cena crowd, too. They weren't chanting, we want Cena. There was eruptions of crazy, we want Sasha, all throughout the night. I mean, the whole arena. That's great. Non-stop. And I, I tweeted it out, right? I took a video of it. I'm like, this is like, yeah, this is tweet-worthy. Yeah. My girl Sasha retweeted it. She did? She did. My boo. Yeah. My she's boo, Sasha. She's so good. She's, she's a, strong. She's going to be, when this whole thing is said and done, the MVP of the whole Divas revolution. She's the one, okay? Everybody's pointing at Charlotte. I love Charlotte. Sasha Banks is the one, and I've said that. Well, I would have really liked to have seen a singles match, personally. I've said that for months. Here's my problem, and this is kind of what we were talking about a couple weeks ago, I feel like, that I was counting them up. When I first saw Paige kind of leave Were you PC, counting better than Finn Balor? He can't count. No. Although, we got a tweet from a referee. You said, well, Finn tweeted out a video of a referee examining. And we'll play that video in a second. Okay. But um, I was watching, and I was counting the divas involved. Now, when PCB first broke up, the sorority sisters or whatever it was, <laughs> submission sorority, <laughs> the bad idea club, uh, when they we first— We didn't check Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Can we own that? Who does? Oh, damn it. <laughs> Someone's getting fired. Um, but when they broke up, or when Paige left them, I was like, okay, this is some new storyline getting injected. And then at the garden show, when Becky and Charlotte jumped off the rope and wouldn't tag Paige because Paige was being annoying, I was like, okay. But it's still, if you look at what happened on Raw this week, it's still, now they've incorporated Natty into it, but... Sasha doesn't get along with the Bellas because they don't like Team Bad. The Bellas don't get along with PCB. PCB doesn't get along with Paige because Paige doesn't get along with Natty. When you look at the men. This is like high school all over again. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It almost feels it feels borderline misogynistic. Because when you look at men, the men on the roster, what do you have? You have two, maybe three people that have a problem with each other, and they settle it in the ring. It's either Seth Rollins and Kane, or it's, you know, uh, 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 Miz, Big Show, and the Ryback. It's three here, two there, but all these men don't come together. All their problems don't kind of overlap with each other. I can't for the life of me wonder or imagine or figure out why the problems of ten, there are ten 
women, and they're all involved in the same overlapping storyline. How anybody could muster through that convoluted story to care about what's going on in the ring is beyond me. That's the biggest problem to me with the Divas Revolution. It's not the match quality. I'm a Bellas fan, unlike some people. And the the issue is not the match quality, because everybody who's there, the Bellas, Alicia, Naomi, every, and all the NXT women, everybody that's there can wrestle amazing matches. We've seen every every one of those ten we've what seen wrestle good matches. Smoking? What are you talking about? You think every single one of those wrestlers that you just named are all on par with each other? No, but they can all wrestle good matches. There are some better than others. Charlotte and Sasha Banks stand out above everybody. I mean, Charlotte and Sasha Banks are better than half the men on the roster. But all of them can do it. They're not just models and tights anymore. All of them can put on a good match. However, when you've got all ten women involved in one storyline where they're all just bitching at each other, no, why would anybody care about what's going on in the ring? And wrestling is not just about good matches. Wrestling is about stories. And, and it's, like, it's like, you know, some people when they watch an adult movie, they need a little story before the scene hits. You need a story in wrestling. You can't just go right to the action. You need a story. You need a reason to care about the people that are, you're watching in the ring. Like, why are these two gladiators competing? Whether it's men or women. And the fact that uh, they've made this women's story as convoluted as they have and the fact that they're just including every woman on the roster, all just, okay, everybody just has right. a problem with each other. That's well, what makes I, it impossible I to I, get behind. My disappointment comes from these six-man tags. I just, like... And that's part of it. I would rather see, like, like how we're having an NXT, like, the Dusty Rhodes Challenge. Is that what it's called? The tag Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Why can't we have, like, a March Madness-style, like, even for a few weeks, like, singles competition... But you're never you don't even need like the fact that you now need to propose a tournament just so you can get some singles matches is absurd. I was just trying to be creative. I know. How about this? Don't make them all have problems with each other. Yeah, let's start there. You're right. You watch NXT, right? And NXT is this week at the time of this recording or at the time this publishes. It's tonight. You've got uh, Asuka. What's her name now? Yeah. Yeah. She's fighting your chick, Dana Brooke. And, uh, well, it's kind of a triangle hate right now. But that's the match. Like, that match yes, is happening. Yes, correct. And you've got the Iron Person match between Sasha and Bailey. These two matches are both highly anticipated women's matches. Very much so. They don't cross streams at all in the storytelling. Not, at all. Somebody needs an ecto-cooler. Right. Right. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> Because it's a disaster when you do that. Why? There are so many different combinations of matches I would like to see. Charlotte has a problem with Nikki no, nobody Bella. Nobody has problems. We, everybody just wants to kick ass. Charlotte and, and the Bella Twins. That's a feud right there. Okay, good. We've got that. Okay. So let Becky and Paige figure out their thing. Let Sasha maybe and Alicia Fox figure out her thing. Maybe Naomi and Natty are over here. But that So you want to break up the factions. The factions aren't even the problem. The problem is that everybody's just overlapping. Mm. You know what I mean? You can have a faction or two. A PCB needs to break up, obviously. But... Keep Charlotte and Becky together because well, I'm going to tell I you something. Well, I see that feud re- ready to erupt. Yeah, once 
once we're once the Nikki thing moves on and once the Paige thing moves on, uh, Becky and Charlotte are going to be amazing when they start wrestling each other, when they start right. to hate each other, which I think that's going to be great. Uh, and it, I love that they're keeping Sasha and Charlotte completely away from each other on two separate islands. That's the one match that they Ooh. know they have in Ooh. the back pocket. Yep. And whether it's at WrestleMania or even further down the road, they're going to be able to pull that out and say, hey, remember all the classics these two had in NXT? It's been a year. It's interesting, though, because they, they have seen the success of, like, okay, Sasha's at main roster, but then she goes back down for um, for Brooklyn. Yes. Has an awesome match with Bayley. Yes. And then they take the chance of put, doing it again. Like, okay, we saw something that worked. Let's... I'm going to tell you something. The Iron Person match yeah. at NXT, and obviously by the time of this recording we have not seen it. A lot of you will have by the time you're listening to this. I'm going to make a bold prediction. That's going to be it. the match of the year. That's going to be the best wrestling match How of the year. How do you feel about when you see that great of a match, though, in Brooklyn? Well, Sometimes I feel like let it go and let it have its, let it be. Then try to you know what? replicate something that was so – you can't re-replicate something. I don't know. We'll see. No, because Again, you, you, you haven't seen it. How many times did you see a classic Charlotte-Sasha Banks match? I mean that was like a Batman-Joker feud. You could see that match happened over and over and over and over and over Do you ever get worried about again. like jumping the shark though? Not yet. And Sasha's leaving NXT. She's not sticking around to wrestle Bailey forever. But my point in, where I started with this was they actually saw the potential – and having that great match, and they're like, "All right, going back down again for another." Like, and it's also so they see the potential in really good matches. Well, that I think there's two different people running two different shows. Mm. Triple H is running NXT. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, that's making it an Iron Man, Iron Person match is what adds the spice to it. I don't think anybody realized – I think people had certain expectations, but I don't think anybody realized how good the NXT Brooklyn match would be between Sasha and Bailey, mm-hmm. And mainly because of all the classics that Sasha and Charlotte had. I don't think anybody realized that they had – nobody thought that Sasha versus Bailey was going to outshine the ladder match between Balor and Owens. And it did. A hundred percent it did. So – I think that they saw that and they were like, whoa, we had no idea that we had this. Imagine doing that for 30 minutes. And as the main event. As the main event of a show. And can I make a prediction too for NXT? Absolutely. It's going to be, uh, 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 what's the team Gable? Yes, Ready, Willing, and Gable. They're taking the, the Dusty Cup. Is that Jason Jordan? Jason Jordan and Gable are taking the cup. It's kind of like the new... Um... Team Angle, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie yes. Haas. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They'll take the cup. It'll really? Be, yep. It'll be them and Joe and Balor in the finals. And Joe and Balor won't get along. And they'll beat them and take the cup. And then at the next pay-per-view, Balor and, uh, and Joe will headline in the main event for the title. And Team Gable they're going to they're going to be a form they're going to try to get those guys up. They're going to make them a contender for the tag titles. Mm. And I think they'll be great. I think they'll be great. Man. Well, speaking of NXT by the way. Mm-hmm. Let's take a moment. We got a, we got a couple audio clips to play. Number 1, I hope everybody was listening. I hope everybody was watching WWE 24 NXT Brooklyn uh this week because you heard a certain voice. Let's hear a certain voice hyping up NXT. 
The buzz on the street. That's right. The WWE is invading Brooklyn for three straight nights, beginning with their big kickoff show, NXT TakeOver, live tonight from the Barclays Center. Hear that, Lindendahl? Primetime Sam Roberts. Yes. Giving the lowdown on NXT Brooklyn. Yes. Part of the special, baby. Sam Roberts show. Only here. What about me? I made it too. Well, there's no audio with it, though. It's just a, a print quote. Oh, like, my, mine is audio from the WWE 24 special. Could, could you maybe read it out loud? It's only a sentence. What, what does it say? I don't have it in front of me. You suck. I don't have it in front of me. Whatever. It's your quote. Yeah. I said it was, this match redefined WWE divas. Thanks, Nikki. Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and let's play this. Uh, referee Bennett mm. sent this in. Via Finn Balor's Twitter, uh, in response to our accusations last week from who can count better than Finn Balor, mm-hmm. uh, let's take a listen. Uh, upon reviewing the footage of the call in question for NXT's live event in San Antonio, Finn Balor definitely kicked out of that super kick from Tyler Breeze. Uh, referee Drake Wars was merely getting into position, checking both shoulders, and then performed a count and followed perfect protocol. Finn Balor definitely kicked out. So what do you think? He says he made the right call. Or that he says the referee made the right call. I have one thing to say about this. Yeah. And it said our voices were heard. Yeah. That's what's important. You might have won this one. 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 And after that is two and three. And then four. Did you know that? Five. I don't think you guys knew that. Mm-mm. No, I think one person didn't know that. we're on board yeah we're just not on board with the counting right it's not great counting no no and all i'm saying is the Refgate nation we may have taken one one for the team but the fact that they heard us relevance yes our problem our voices monday night raw now on Twitter accounts. Everybody's on Twitter going, look at the photo of Finn Balor in front of the TNA corporate headquarters. How about the video Finn Balor posted addressing Refgate? Yeah. How How about about the fact that that wasn't even aired? They had to dig up that clip. They did. That's how much power Refgate has. Keep it coming, people. Mm -hmm. Keep it coming. And actually, we owe some prizes for that. Oh, yeah. Do we have the winners? We're going to announce the prizes last week because, honestly, there are so many funny ones. I know. They were great. Wait. What did we Oh, we said we're going to give a a $200 gift card. Which is way too much. Somebody said we couldn't count. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's favorite. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) We'll get to that next week, then. We will get to that next week. And okay. I, I got to say, there might be our, like a couple runners up because they're that funny. And it's all coming, also out, of coming the, out of the, the of podcast the 200, budget. Though. Also coming out of Sam's budget. Separate. So like the grand prize item. just uh, clocked down to 75 because uh, no, 25 over here, 50 over there. That's true. That's oh, not no. true. Oh, no. Well, listen, uh, you can follow Katie Linendahl on Twitter at Katie Linendahl. Also, she's got this great podcast. It's called Katie Linendahl dot show uh, where I'm on it every now and then. Talking about all things tech. Uh, yeah, this week we talk about all red everything. Well, Mars. Yeah. Mars. And I make it very clear that all red everything is only in reference to Mars. The red planet. Also, uh, Katie and I talked to Xavier Woods on her podcast. And you get to know him as a person a little bit. It's more about like his YouTube channel. and I'm actually and, quite impressed with him. Very yeah, smart guy. Growing up as a geek and all that stuff. We talk a little wrestling. So download that. I hope you're making an appearance. Wait till you. I mean... The people that I got coming on this show, 
in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Incredible. But we'll have Xavier Woods in the coming weeks on the show. Uh, Reigns is going to come back. Roman Reigns. Last time it didn't. I mean, he had a lot of Ooh. controversy last time. So Roman Reigns will be back on. Uh, uh, a lot of people. So everybody stay tuned for that. Thank you for being here, Katie Linendahl. Best ever always, Chesky. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast.